0: You have to have not only goals, but aims. And aims are inside of us. Goals are outside.
1: Hey, welcome to people with purpose and today on the show i'm very very pleased uh, to say we're joined by uh, carol sanford who's uh, who's back uh for a, a second a second time uh, carol was first with us in the 84th episode we're now 200 and something uh but uh, so wind back and, and listen to that episode uh to hear what we talked about then but um but carol is a prolific author uh, and and a and a a leading thinker on on leadership and um really this is about Carol's new book um and we'll talk about other stuff as well but new book called uh, No More Gold Stars Regenerating Capacity to Think for Ourselves. So Carol, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you so much. It been good to see you. Glad to be back.
1: Yeah, yeah it's great to great to have you. And um it's really fascinating, this, because uh, when you say we need to regenerate the capacity to think for ourselves, that kind of plants a seed of thought that says that we might have lost the ability to think yeah. for ourselves. So so what do you mean by that?
0: Well, I do mean exactly that. Uh, or uh, more precisely, it was never well developed. Uh, but... The capacity is there. So 120 years ago, there was an intentional effort set in motion that we're still living with today, which undermines it. And I do all the research and actually have for 50 years of my life or more looking at behaviorism and behavioral theory, which is not only being challenged by me, but many academics and other followers of behaviorism. And let me tell you why I think they undermine it. Uh, the theory in behaviorism is uh, humans cannot think for themselves. They need external feedback and external manipulation, incentives, rewards, etc in order to be able to be guided. Uh, and the uh, this led to a theory of experts and thought leaders and uh, authorities uh, which have to do for uh, the peons and the people who are not of a certified nature. And they did this for the school district for families, for businesses, for hospitals, everywhere. People were assumed not to be able to think for themselves. Now, what was this based on? It was claimed to be science, but all the studies were of animals. Uh, The guy who founded John Watson was a student of Pavlov, who did the whole dog's uh, exercise if you ring the bell and the dog salivates well we are part animals but we also have frontal lobes allow us to think for ourselves so that is now embedded in everything parenting, schools military uh, sports everywhere and People lost the ability to think for themselves and, in fact, even believe they cannot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, it's crazy, isn't it? Because we, people get quite indignant about the fact that they've got free will. Yeah. And, you know, if you, if you try and, if you do something and it kind of isn't, is an affront to somebody, they, their, their, their determination to, maintain their free will kicks in and people get very territorial and protective and all that sort of type of uh, chaos potentially ensues. But I think you're talking about perhaps something a little bit more subtle, aren't you? You're talking about the fact that um, experts have been set up in this kind of high exalted position and we've been conditioned as a society to almost need expertise like a drug. Um, and, and actually, you know, we've still got that capability to think. It's just that we've been conditioned not to use it. Is that, is that what you're saying?
0: Well, I would say we have the capacity to think, which means all the hardware and software is there, but we haven't developed it. And we haven't learned what capability. So this book is about the is we have to build, cap- it's like, we could, any of us, be medical doctors in theory, uh, but we, it's, we have the capacity, but we don't have the capability because we don't know how our bodies work. And in fact, most of the doctors don't either, but... <laughs> Yeah, the process of building the capability is what I mean by regenerating the capacity so we have mm. the capability. And by the way, I don't think we do have free will in the way we operate. We with a capacity for it, but we don't. We're mostly mechanical and follow mm. other people's thinking.
1: Mm, mm. So, uh, on this podcast uh very very recently i i, I produced an episode uh, which talked about uh self leadership yeah and and in the, in that episode i was talking about the fact that well i i'm going to i've said just said the phrase the fact that i don't know if this is a fact maybe you can help me uh, to say yeah. if it is a fact or not uh, but uh, okay so it's my belief that we have the ability to to choose what we think mm. uh, it's my belief that We, uh, however, need to do it intentionally, and we need to, uh, you know, uh, make make it a um, a goal of ours to actually observe what we are thinking, and then to to challenge it. Is is that a view that you subscribe to, or do you have a different view on that?
0: I do, but I would probably say a few things differently. Uh, Mm. I think intention and to do so. Uh, And setting goals is not quite enough. Uh, Hmm. I think, again, that capacity is there, but there is no institution that develops it. Uh, And you have to have not only goals, but aims. And aims are inside of us. Goals are outside. So we say, I want to think for myself. Can, do I have the ability to focus? Do I have the ability to self-observe? Do I have the ability to guide my distractions and all of what I call energy drains, my attachments to my ideas, my uh, self-centeredness, my fears? If I can't aim to work on all those, then that's a, a pipe dream. As you would say, with an intention that can't be fulfilled. So, my work has been my entire life to build communities where people can do that self directed, self determining. Of course, in this book, I, The Noble Ghost Stars, I differentiate between authoritarian thinking and Allowing authorities to come in on us and self-determined thinking, uh, and I say it's a different epistemology. And for anyone who doesn't know what that word means, it's a different way of learning and knowing. So do I know because I believe some science figured it out for me, or do I <clears throat> I know because of self assess or tried it out in my life, use my lived experience. All those things must be in place to do your uh what did you call it, self intended.
1: Yeah, intentional, uh, yeah, being intentional about your thoughts. Self leadership, yeah.
0: Yeah, self leadership. If you want mm. to be self leader uh 99% of us, including me, uh, cannot do that most of the time. We fall into identification by groups and who I belong to. What would they mm. think? My uh, <clears throat> attachment of I already know the answer. Uh, I don't need to uh, talk to anyone So or think differently. So... Mm. But to be self-leading is a massive undertaking. It's hard work, and mm. it's a really, I I think it took me about 10 years, and I was working it all the time to even understand what it really meant. And uh, even when I could do it some of the time, I couldn't do it all the time. Uh, mm. I had to work on it every day and every mm. event. And decide
1: yeah. what was
0: really important. So I'm yeah. Yeah. violently agree with you, but adding a little.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that, that's great because that's really helpful because I find uh, that quite often when you, particularly if you have people who are in leadership positions, uh, that, that, that desire to, to do good is very often there. Now, yeah. we have lots of people in leadership positions who, who need help, and unfortunately, we have some people in leadership positions who, who shouldn't be in the, in those positions. It, you know, from, from the point of view of what they do, rather than any judgment about them as individuals. Uh, but uh, but most people really want to to do well, and then when they find themselves uh, making a mistake, um, that that they're in a, they're in a situation where they've. Uh, caused a uh, unnecessarily caused a conflict they've um they've followed if you like what they thought was the conventional wisdom they've made a decision and it's proved to not serve them not serve their the, the, their mission then they can beat themselves up so actually being aware of the fact that you 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 can choose what you think um and then actually Maybe even being quite playful with it. I mean, maybe this is too frivolous because I know this is mm-hmm. this is this is this is your midlife's mission, and I'm not wanting to be frivolous about your life's mission. Uh, but um, I find sometimes if you can just play with it, you can just take the pressure off yourself a little bit and get and forgive yourself and and accept that learning is about making mistakes.
0: Well, I agree with the underlying intention you have, not with your way of languaging it. 'Cause mm-hmm. I don't think if we I do think that uh nothing is either off or on. I'm not thinking about myself or not. Uh I'm doing the best I can at any moment. Uh and if I think of myself not judging me by whether I'm off or on, but uh can observe what's going on when I'm Getting closer to my intention can I observe what's taking me off and understand how I am uh, not only the source of my thinking but my being and my being state. Even when I will, yeah, I think of myself as a developmental being, and I wouldn't say uh, be lighthearted. I'd say be as intentional about that. But without judgment, that's Mm -hmm. the thing that that wears us down, is beating ourselves up and making it a mistake. Well, I don't know what mistakes are. Uh, They're just any moment we we think we didn't do it right. But if we're in a learning mode, a learning point of view, uh, then what we're doing is saying, hmm. What went on there? Can I, uh, in a non judgmental way, lay it out and say, and I give people frameworks to assess because you can't do it randomly. So, what I do, I have uh, something called, among a hundred other frameworks, something called um, Six Energy Drains. And I talk, I don't know whether I do them in this book or another one, but I also give people purposes and principles to use to assess whether or not something is where they wanna be. And if you do that, you tend to be less judgmental, because Mm -hmm. you can make sense of it. I think one of the reasons we get upset you say, beating yourself up is because we don't know why it happens. It feels accidental. And so having uh, thinking frameworks makes sense. Then if we see it several times, we say, ah, that's showing up again. I'm going to watch for it. So again, yeah. that's why I say it's all about a development. Why am Ability manage myself. I'm sorry yeah. this ALS makes me get out of breath every so often. No, okay. So
1: that's um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, no problem. Uh, well um I'm happy to do a bit of talking. But yeah so so yeah. Car- Carol's um living living with a- 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 ALS which is uh MND in the UK and uh, and and yeah and and, and doing do, do, do brilliantly under the circumstances. It's a, it's a, it's a sort of thing that affects people differently, isn't it? The um uh, uh the, the syndrome. So uh, so yeah, yeah. But, um,
0: it is. Yeah. Uh, it has some common characteristic, and then it's crazy how it happens. I mean, I'm fascinated watching my body change, and I've had mm. it now. I know for eleven years. But uh, it's just my way to die. It's not a big deal. But mm. it's, uh, the common thing is uh, muscles die, or the mm. network. And so I can't walk anymore. or have trouble mm. talking. Uh, I assume we'll have trouble swallowing. Mm. Uh, but it gives me something to watch, and watch <laughs> the body I was loaned for. A few uh, decades. I'm 81, yeah. and I go had to give a bone, this body, the hand of the world, and now I'm watching it be revoked. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: So mm-hmm. all yeah. is good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, good. Well, I I interviewed um, a, a British uh, gentleman called Paul Jameson on on, on the show. Uh, and he, he's, he's living with, uh, um, uh, MND cause he's in the UK. Uh, so, so, uh, and, and yeah, and it, for him, it was, it was his voice that was, was the first yeah. thing to go. So, um, so he's, he, he was able to, uh, to, to, to walk and move, um, uh, you know, uh, m- until recently he's, he's now he is now he is now in 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 a, in a wheelchair pretty much all the time. But but yeah. his his um his view on life actually um uh it's, it's, it is 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 has been transformed actually because he, he was diagnosed uh I think in 2017 and given less than less than two years. Yeah. Uh, and yeah he's he's still here uh, and and he's written a book and he's taken he's taken that experience uh to to set up a business to encourage people to think about end of life and what and yeah. what that means and what that means for their families and and all of that have you found um you know since you've you've known uh you've been uh, living with this any any change in priority or focus for you
0: I'm still running my business workshop, my change agent workshop. Uh, I do one this weekend. I have um, thousands of members who attend and have been with me up to 40 years. Uh, So I'm still doing my work that's always been my work. I also am now applying the work I do to dying, conscious dying. So Hmm. I am running a workshop for my members uh, about how to be engaged in conscious dying. We're recording them and making them available to anyone else who would like to use them for their own Hmm. development. It's on my website, seed-communities.com, if you can listen. Uh, There's a page called Conscious. Just dying. I think my philosophy has never been a fear of death, or Mm. as my grandfather told me when I was six. I'm a positive contrarian. Contrarian. I have a a view that's different on almost every subject, and have my whole life. So I wouldn't say I've had ALS for 11 years. I didn't know it though, until a year and a half ago. And um, it's given me an opportunity to use everything I've known on the process of dying. So I didn't have any realization in i fact I'm, I'm very annoyed with my doctors and people who work in the field because they want to work on my dying and say, I'm still alive. I'm still <laughs> here. I'm still yeah. creating things. Maybe yeah. you're identifying with me dying. But I'm not. It just is. Mm. I probably have a, a similar set of ideas, but they're not new because of ALS.
1: mm, mm. Uh, yeah, that's interesting, and and, and this it, it's one of those things where, I mean, death could happen to anybody at any time, couldn't yeah. it? And and, yeah. and you know, just because, just because you know something, uh, it, I suppose, I suppose in a way, it, it potentially changes things. But again, coming back to thought, it is possible to to think about the concept of of you know this life coming to an end, um, and um, and and you know, for some people, that is something they wouldn't want to think about, and for some no. people, that that might be helpful. Uh, but um, but it's it's not something that you that you have to have a a diagnosis to to consider. So, um, so mostly, yeah.
0: you have to have a diagnosis to take seriously because yeah, we yeah. say all the time, "Well, we're all going to die, or I'm going to die." But we don't have it in, I now have it in my daily awareness. I wake up every morning, I have to figure out how to get out of bed again. Mm. I have to, well, I am in a wheelchair, but I can get around a bit. And the real thing is I'm mindful of dying and my body is dying every day. And so Mm -hmm. it makes me more uh, intentional about my choices. Uh, I think that thinking is a gift, which is so undeveloped. And so when we get to the point of transitioning out of a body, we don't know how to, quote, think about it. And so Mm -hmm. we run away from it. Everything from parenting to leadership, to dying and be uh, used as a, a substrate, improving a capacity to live intentionally with free will, mm. as you said. So yeah. I just see it as another. I raised two kids by birth, and four by choice, and mm. that was very hard work. Uh, mm. I found it. Uh, two institutes, one two companies, with seven books, four podcasts, I have a thousand episodes, uh, and five TEDx talks, and a bunch of others. All that was to be development work <coughs> using a different kind of critical thinking thinking skills, living system. So. This book is, can be applied to any phase of life. I wrote it for uh, individuals who wanted to lead themselves. whether they were in any leadership position or not, I think we get caught up in the idea you have to have a title, Leadership is a Way of Living. I yeah. know you believe that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, yeah, I suppose, I suppose if you're, if you're a leader, then I guess, I suppose in any, in any context and you've got, if you've got a clear vision of, of how things will be and you've got, um, evidence or, and, and what you believe is, um, you know, well, unrefutable belief, if you like, that that your way will work, then um, it's quite a challenge, isn't it? As a, as a leader, to I suppose, I'm going to use the word empower other people to to really, truly, deeply think for themselves, because you know you've got this vision, you know you've got this yeah. belief, and 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 it might be that uh there's, there's there's a way of doing things that you've done for 20 years and it's always worked um and then you bring that to a new business or to to a new situation um and you want to empower people but you but you're you're doing it in that in that um in those parameters i suppose that potentially creates a tension with the kind of things that you talk about because you're not giving somebody a framework. Then your the, the temptation is to give them an instruction and tell them how to do it. how, how can How can a leader who's got great experience uh, and this belief learn to let go enough, if you like, to give people the opportunity to 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 really think for themselves in, in those situations?
0: So I would say visions are very dangerous to humanity. Uh, and to life on Earth, because it's usually filled with hubris and attachments and identification. And so the real job is for each person, whether they're in a parent role or a a military sergeant role or leading a company, is to give up the idea that having a vision is a good idea or a mission uh what you wanna have is yourself seeing yourself building uh capability of everyone to think and structuring work so there's no hierarchy. Uh I've mm-hmm. let uh somewhere between a hundred and seventy and two hundred companies depending on what you count sub and uh And how to do this. And just so people know, they increase revenue from 35 to 65% within the next three years, ongoingly. So, what I'm going to tell you is not uh, bad for business. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's based on the idea that you link uh, the reason the leader thinks they have to delegate. Is they think they're the only ones who can see the market, can see uh, the industry. And uh, that's uh, only based on that's the way they've designed work. Learning to think like a CEO is uh, critical. So we built uh, market field teams as uh, one phase uh, where. Everyone in the company is tied directly to the market and learning to do strategy for different buyer nodes, I call them. Uh, So, Mm -hmm. the seventh generation, we had five buyer nodes uh, deep greens, pet, uh, uh, healthy family. uh, And what we had is Uh, In the company, there were uh, about a fifth of the company were focused on understanding the lives of those people and guided the company in inventing. Now, all this was tied to an overall strategy. So they weren't inmates running the asylum. There were people who were focused and because they did research and attended events, became uh, very connected to that market. They became better than the CEO, because hmm. you had several hundred people uh, watching, meeting every couple of months, and deciding what could the company do. And it became part of a strategic process. Now, anyone who's trying to delegate a vision is in the way of a better business. Uh, but the other thing was while they were doing that market work is they were developing capability to think strategically, critically, personally, working on themselves, and their Organization become, The organization becomes not only more effective, but the people love working there. They become mm-hmm. non-political. They are competing with each other. They're competing in the marketplace. And, mm-hmm. when you, and, of course, I'm barely scratching the surface of the work we design, which I talk a bit about in the regenerative. Business. So, anyone who has a vision has an attachment to one way. And we know that uh, no group does better by one person having all the ideas and everyone mm-hmm. else submitting. So, you have to yeah. rethink. And it's a culture change. Phase one yeah. is change the culture so everyone thinks. Well, for a greater whole, not for themselves, but uh, for the greater whole. That mm. makes sense.
1: It does make sense. It does make sense. I suppose it's um, it, it is a different a different way of thinking. It's a different way of working. And I suppose when you when you when you think about an organisation at scale and you look at how organizations are um looking to uh, you know to be more efficient and to deliver a level of service then they then they quite often fall into a pattern of pattern of standardization um yeah. and I, so i'm just wondering in a way how, how how does how does standardization to deliver an efficient process to deliver a repeatable service that the customers want fits with uh, empowering people to be able to think for themselves.
0: So there's no customer who wants the same thing every time. They want a working thing every time. They want effective. They're not judging whether the packet now. Uh, I work with DuPont, one of the top five scale companies, P&G, Colgate, Google. Uh, and so what this is is a way to scale uh, CEO thinking, the creation of a marketplace thinking. Uh, and my answer to efficiency is and the way you determine what's inefficient is anything that's not effective. We tend to work on efficiency first and then undermine Effectiveness. So the customer wants a, a toothpaste that not just clean their teeth, but it increased the health of their gums, the health of their body, uh, their heart. We now know all those are related. They didn't come from standardization. They came from breaking the. Uh, idea about what a customer wanted So these market field teams I talked about I asked what is really effect- effective what's the essence of our, our products and how do we innovate every day. You standardize, you don't innovate. If you work on efficiency first you undermine effectiveness. So Hmm. the mechanicalization is what I would call it. And mechanicalization of the mind is the first way we do it. Don't let people think because they'll have an idea. Now, (laughs) you have to create organizational structures, which I do, which are more about uh, hierarchies of contribution not hierarchies of power and promotion. And so mm. you have to change this so much with the infrastructure. But I tell at least 120 stories in my seven books that are case stories. If you look at who wrote the forewords to my books, and the CEOs of this company. CEO of of DuPont or group vice president Google. Uh so they wanted to make sure people knew I didn't make these up uh, they lived them and I lived them. But you have to break the idea of in order to be a big company. Hmm. A big company. You have to standardize and never do anything differently. You can already listen to me and say "That's not what I mean. I don't want it to be uh mechanical, but that's what those terms lead you to,
1: yeah yeah so it is it is a interesting distinction to focus on effect the effectiveness of the product or service rather than focusing on the efficiency of the the process, I guess. Oh, um, oh. So you're, so I guess the, the distinction there, from a practical point of view, way to think about it is you're, you're talking about the the value that the product or service creates. Focus on that rather than being able to churn out repeatedly <laughs> the same thing over and over again as, as as cheaply as you can. I guess
0: you're talking about making some element's life who buys your product better every day. And how, do you know them well enough? Uh, That's an external view. An internal Mm -hmm. view is how do we cut costs? Well, you can cut your costs until you're out of business. But Mm -hmm. you can't grow a business and create real revenue growth and meaning Mm -hmm. for your customers' lives that way. You have to go, Mm -hmm. all the market field teams. None of them are allowed to think about efficiency first. They think about lives of their buyers and users. And then then anything it does take to achieve that new desire is inefficient. And companies spend uh, millions of dollars on things that they shouldn't be doing because they don't contribute. Better lives wow. for their customer. so yeah. it's switching yeah. the mind. is part of think thinking way from internal to external.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And so, and so, you you also talked about instead of having a hierarchy based on power and authority, have a hierarchy based on contribution. Right. So, so, could you tell us a little bit more about that?
0: Well, it's virtually impossible to give you much, but, uh, I'll give you <laughs> enough to blow your mind. Uh, yeah, do that. every, <laughs> every individual, uh, has a promise they make to contribute to the a customer, a buyer, a user, uh, in a unique way that they don't yet know how to deliver. And they promise to work on that. In terms of their own development and their own contribution, that they do the work to show how to change earnings margins and cash flow. If they do it, they go through a venture capital internal committee and a market field team who knows the customer and uh, work out how they're going to do that. They evaluate them self and their progress, they pull together teams, uh all while running a line or being in the marketing department. And the irony comes that every year, every two or three, and they achieve this uh, promise, they make another one another level. which are predetermined what the levels of both are. So bit the time in many of the companies uh, I've worked in, uh, by the time they've been around 10 years, they all could run their own company, but they don't have the resources and the community. Uh, and so most of them stay, a few do go. I'll start sometimes like in Cummins case, Engine, one of the internal people. Built a supplier, supplier factory right next door, and did the whole same design uh, uh, in the in for what they were doing with the, the small engine. So uh, it's every individual initiating something that they're going to do, and getting more and more. Uh, Demanding of themselves over time, so they're climbing a hierarchy like would usually be a promotion hierarchy. But here, everyone, everyone can go the, to the top.
1: So mm. yeah. I
0: told you, okay. it's hard to describe.
1: Yeah, 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 blatant. but it's but it, it but it makes sense, and and then because you because again the 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 sort of i don't know if it's a paradigm or what but that you live with is well how can i can how can everyone yeah s- scale, scale up cuz uh, cuz what what does that mean you know every ev- everyone then earns more money um how how do you afford that as a business but if everyone's creating value yeah <laughs> then you can afford you can afford to pay them right
0: so you remember i said they have to show whether the increase in earnings, margins, yeah. and cash flow yeah. if those yeah, are yeah. wrong uh, then what they asked in return, it's a little more like a gain sharing usually, yeah. although salaries yeah. tend to be higher. But people don't get focused on the money, even yeah. the business. It comes, it flows. Yeah. What they're focusing on is the, how much smarter they are this year than last. What a bigger oh, yeah. difference they made this year to the market to and some of the promises are about climate change and about uh, uh racial equality the uh all those things improve the bottom line of business, mm-hmm. and people individually take them on, but not in the old way and the current issues and philanthropy way and a mm-hmm. way of going at the root cause of them. Uh, and I, and my new, that book, I, my new No More are is all about mm-hmm. what we, we did in South Africa in the middle of incredible apartheid. And Mandela gave us an award, the Constitution Award, We're fundamentally changing uh, the warring factions inside of Colgate, Palmolive, and and the townships. So it spreads very far, the business benefits, but we built in Soweto Township, I don't remember how many, but many more than 100 women's small business uh, as a part of one person's promise, Isaac Michiel, who was a detergent our operator and wanted to change Emily's lives. He also did so much. Inside. He was a black African of the same party as Mandela. Uh, in Tanta, I think it is. So mm. the promises people make are huge. And so the mm-hmm. contribution is, uh, and he didn't know how to do all that when he started, but he was yeah. using all the business development I was giving to work on himself and leaders in the township and various community council, councils. So yeah. it's pretty powerful to have hierarchies yeah. of contribution, not promotion.
1: Bye. Yeah, it, it, sounds, it sounds powerful. And um, I, I can see that I'm nowhere near creating that kind of a, a culture, but I can see that, that there, there are little pockets of that in, in things that, that I do in business. Um, and, and there's a bit about um, being, being courageous enough to to take that next step to kind of go go all in on it, I suppose. I mean, well, how did was was it was it was it tough to convince the leadership I, at, at Colgate to go for it, or did they just? how how, how do they get bought into that?
0: I never convince anybody. All my work right. is by referral. I don't sell yeah. it. You can't market this. A CEO yeah. say Who was the GM <laughs> for Colgate had uh, come on a tour of Kingsford Charcoal and see what we had done with people with eighth grade education and how we'd move the company and the communities. He brought me in, the uh, president of Europe, uh, brought me the Europe Coke and we did it with several uh, countries, Greece and Copenhagen UK and then status got promoted to GM of Africa he said, Carol, come go with me and he announced I tell this story at the beginning of the book and then he brought together and this was after Mandela was just elected uh, uh, to his president he uh, he brought um, me and my partner to Africa and we announced, he announced uh, when I got to be in the room, uh, that we were gonna build a great country while we built a great company. So we created a unifying goal or direction and nobody didn't want to do that. And we met the conscious mandate of having the top of the company reflect the mix of the ethnicity. So we went from 5% black at the top to 95% we did in six months. So uh, we did things that were very big deal and made a uh, big commitments to radical change and did it all. So mm-hmm. we didn't ever sell mm-hmm. any. We only lost one person, one Africaner, mm-hmm. who was so deeply committed to his vision, by the way, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. how he used to run mines the mining industry. He couldn't mm-hmm. believe black people were smart and they mm-hmm. could create change. You needed authority. He's the only one who left, left everyone yeah. else, was uh, running full bore after what hmm. we were And that's true in every company. There are a few, but not many who don't want to hmm. live this way.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it is interesting, and I and I love the way you pick me up on my language uh, when we speak, because because <laughs> because uh, uh, <laughs> I do love that, uh, and uh, and yeah, I, I suppose I suppose it's it's interesting, isn't it? Because because I, I sort of okay, so how do you convince them to do that? How do you convince them to do that? Well, that. It, it, it is contrary to your entire philosophy that because you, you, it just doesn't make sense. Well. because it's about it's about it's about help providing a framework where people can uh, can can develop the the capability to to think think for themselves. And and I suppose something else that's interesting in what you just said is that is that because um, we talked about wow. visions don't work. Or uh, well, they don't help, uh, but it sounds like there what there was a vision for, for no. in, that, in that example. No, Okay, I thought I sorry maybe I misheard you, but I thought you said about a vision for a great a great country and a great company. But
0: I said but is a that, is corporate that right? di- a corporate direction. Vision means okay. we're making up something. What yeah, yeah. we do is image what really will work. What's working yeah. in uh, so you what most people do is trying to fix climate change, for example. They get a vision mm. versus mm. how does climate work? How do humans work when they change? Right. Oh, we have so much humor so much arrogance, that we think we have an answer. And mm. The answer is in understanding how it works. So we don't create visions. We create directions that follow the path of how things are working, how
1: uh,
0: yeah. uh, the earth, earth works when she's naturally working, how uh, people work. Everything I design is based off of not a vision yeah. I have on my colleagues, but based on helping people and to make sense out of how things work, how do organizations yeah. work. How do hmm. certain chemicals work and therefore we invent something from how they naturally already working as as a system. It's educating people to stop imagining, to start imaging. Imaging okay. the working. And then our hubris gets out of the way as we're trying yeah. to I mean, do you have children?
1: Yeah. Okay. If
0: you image who your child is and their core, and you think, I'm going to work with that person, I have a vision for my child and what Mm -hmm. they're going to be, and I'm going to do everything to keep them in that channel, whether it's a doctor, lawyer, or chief of some kind. So giving up visioning, giving up imagining. And imaging go into how imaging works. Yeah, we're better at the time I think.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, that, that but that is that's a really really important uh, distinction. But, I yeah. mean, Carol, I'm, I'm really really grateful for you to grateful to you for coming back. On on the show uh, and talking about uh, some of the themes in your book, and we've danced around a bit, but um, but it, it, it's been it's been fabulous to talk to you again. Have you got any final words that you would like to say to conclude our conversation?
0: Uh, <clears throat> uh, final words when you're dying it's a funny thing to ask, right? Because <clears throat> it l- like it will be the last time we talk because uh, my. Uh, tongue is uh, losing its ability to be under my control. Uh, I would say to anyone who's really curious about this, I am still running communities for business teams. My last one starts in February. Uh, and all my books and I will count. Number eight, give you more hints about what we talked about. But if you want to join when the communities go to com and send me a note, <clears throat> and I'll be glad to try and help give you guidance on your next steps while I'm still alive.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look, and, and also, um, I, I I have started reading uh, No More Gold Stars uh and the subtitle is regenerating capacity to think for ourselves. And as you say, Carol, this is your seventh book. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. Oh. So, so, and, and I've, I've, I've read one of your previous books. What's brilliant about your books is the intermesos. Oh. And, and it, cause, cause you get the opportunity to, to actually take the time to think about some of the themes and apply that to yourself, which is, again kind of the point so um so i really do i really do hope we speak again uh, uh but but if if we don't then i just want to say thank you so much for uh, for for all of your work uh, and thank you so much once again for coming on people with purpose
0: oh it's my pleasure thank you
1: thanks for listening to people with purpose i hope you've enjoyed the show and are enjoying going on this journey please remember to like and subscribe and give us a five-star review. uh, Tell all your friends. And if you're interested in finding out more about any of the things we've covered in this episode of People With Purpose, just get in touch. All the details are in the show notes. Thanks. Bye.